Welcome into another edition of the Gang Does Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Reed Foster, the commissioner, a.k.a. Call Me If You Get Mossed. Uh, it's going to be a lighter show for you today. It's just going to be me. I uh, didn't have a chance to plan out any guests this week. It was a little bit busy, but wanted to make sure we got a podcast out this week. Uh, as you know, it is the final week of the season, week 14. Really looking forward to it. We have a lot of uh, playoff implications on the line entering this week. Uh, so thought it was important to get a, a pod. Let's start out with the awards. And the first award we're going to hand out is the Logan Roy Full Fucking Beast Award. We'll fucking beast them. We'll go full fucking beast. And the winner is George Kittle, who led all players with 46.1 points in week 13. He had nine catches for 181 yards and two touchdowns. 108 of those yards came after the catch. This was the most yards for a tight end in the game all season. And it was a critical performance in helping Jack claim a nine-point victory over Melfi, denying Eagles Nation the ability to control his own destiny in terms of the playoffs. Now we go to the 2021 Toronto Blue Jays Award for the team who could either win the whole thing or miss the playoffs entirely. And the winner is Ben's Walking Boots, who has scored the second most points in the league, yet inexplicably has a losing record after losing a close one in Week 13 to the Little Buff Boys, despite the Buff Boys getting just 0.9 points combined from their flex spots. Eric's second favorite QB named Justin carried the day with 34.28 points, comfortably ahead of what both of Nick's QBs put up combined. The 300 award. For the best undermanned victory. This is Sparta! And the winner is Sam, who managed to pull off a must-win against Curtis, despite being without Aaron Rodgers, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, or A.J. Brown. An impressive performance in a week that, for weeks, Sam had been calling, just writing off as a loss because of the bye weeks uh, facing him, and then obviously... Uh, a bad week for injuries as well, but he was able to overcome it and get the victory over Curtis and put himself in pole position for the Marino. We go to the BDSM award, and the winner is Call Me If You Get Mossed because, holy shit, he's got a lot of handcuffs. Sony Michelle, Jamal Williams, and Donta Foreman, too. The 2007 College Football Season Award for the most chaotic finish. 2007, of course, featured three weekends where both number one and number two lost, including the final weekend of the season. It should be noted that the number one team in that scenario was the University of Missouri, so maybe think about that the next time you try and make some snarky comment about how Mizzou could never get into a 14 playoff, you fucking haters. Once Eli builds the wall around the state of Missouri and Oklahoma, Michigan, and Ohio State finally fuck off from the recruits in St. Louis and Kansas City, it's over for you hoes. And the winner is the Marino Division, where four of the five teams enter Week 14 with a chance at the bye, but also could miss the playoffs. The Watch Literally Any Other TV Show Besides Succession Holy Shit Award. And the winner is me. The Biggest Week in League History Award. That's right, the winner is this week, the biggest week in league history.
Now to close things out, we're going to break down all the playoff scenarios for every team entering Week 14. Uh, we'll go first with the Unitas division and then get to the Marino division because uh, you know the Marino division is a lot more interesting entering Week 14, so wanted to close off with them. Uh, to start out, we can go ahead and say that Falcoholics Anonymous, Taylor, is eliminated and has been for quite a while. Eric, uh, despite the win in Week 13, unfortunately, because Sam also got the win, Eric was eliminated. Had Sam lost, Eric would have entered this week with a chance to make the playoffs, but unfortunately, uh, he's not going to be able to. But, you know, overall, still an impressive season from Eric overall uh, and just kind of unlucky a little bit uh, with some of the injuries and how things worked out with Justin Fields. So now at the United's division, we look at forgetting Terrace Marshall, who's already clinched the number one seed and really now is just playing for history. A win would give forgetting Terrace Marshall sole possession of the second best regular season record in the history of the Gang Dust Fantasy at 12-2. and two. A loss would tie Jack with Ben's walking boots last year and Sam in the inaugural season at 11-3 for the second best record in league history. The best record in league history was last year, Daniel, at 13-1. It should be noted that none of the aforementioned teams, though, won the championship in those seasons. Winning as a breeze is locked into the three seed as the top wild card. Uh, This week means absolutely nothing uh, for Barra. So, uh, you know some rest and relaxation for bear before things kick off in the playoffs next week. Uh, call me if you get Mossed, uh, can clinch a playoff berth with a win. Could also get him with a loss as long as they're not outscored by Daniel by about 88 points or Sam by about 100 points, depending on who wins their matchup. So you got to feel pretty good about their chances uh, in that. And then Melfi, the final team with a chance in the United's division, he would clinch the playoffs with a win and a loss from either Daniel or Curtis. The alternate path is depending on who wins the Sam and Daniel matchup. Melfi could get in, could get in with just a win if he outscores Sam by roughly 70 points or Daniel by roughly 81 points. Not the best odds for Melfi, but you know, not hopeless at all. And really, you got to say that's the best that Melfi could have hoped for entering the season. And there's still a chance for the Cinderella story for, and also for potentially one of the most fun matchups in league history for the playoffs, where we could potentially have Melfi against Barra in round one, uh, should Melfi get in, because Barra is locked into the top seed as the wild card. And Melfi would most likely uh, be the lowest seed because he's the lowest scorer of any of the potential playoff teams. Uh, Now we move to the Marino. You know, four teams, as we mentioned before, have a chance to win the division, but also, all four of these teams could miss the playoffs, depending on how things shake out this week. So I think it makes sense to be going in order of most likely to least likely to win the Marino division. And how I determine that is pretty simple. How many matchups need to go their way for them to claim the bye? You know, to keep things easy, we'll treat every week 14 matchup as a 50-50 proposition, even if Yahoo and Some of our own personal opinions or biases may disagree with that assessment for some of these matchups. In the best position to make the playoffs for the Marino division is the last dance. Uh, Sam would clinch the Marino division with a win. Cut and dry, he wins. He's at eight wins. Nobody can catch up to Sam. Uh, So 50-50 chance he just wins the division outright. And then if Sam loses, he could still potentially make the playoffs as long as Curtis loses 
or if Nick loses and Melfi doesn't outscore him by more than 70 points. So, you know, I would say we're probably looking at about 72.5% chance for the playoffs. You know, it would would be 75% because, you know, 50% with a win, with a loss, you know, and then Curtis lose 12.5% plus Nick or Nick lose plus 12.5%. So we'd be at 75. You knock off a little bit because Melfi could catch up on points with the loss. So we're looking probably about 72.5% chance for Sam to make the playoffs here. Then we go down to Nick, who would clinch the Marino division with a win and a Sam loss. So we put him at 25% chance to win the division. Not bad. Uh, but not what you would expect for someone with the, who has scored as many points as he has. Regardless, if even if Sam wins, Nick would clinch a playoff spot with a win regardless. However, because a loss would inherently mean Melfi's usurped him in the standings, the Boots would need Daniel and Curtis to lose to make the playoffs if they can't prevail in Week 14. So we're giving Nick a 62.5% chance to make the playoffs. And should Nick get in, there's a strong argument to be made. They're the favorite, uh, if not Jack. Judge Judy finds themselves in a pretty similar position to Nick, though because Nick has the head-to-head advantage over Curtis, Kurt, Nick is in the slightly better position. Uh, because of that, Curtis would clinch the Marino division with a win and a loss by Sam and Nick. So because he needs that extra matchup to go his way, we're looking at about a 12.5% chance for Curtis to claim the Marino division. Regardless, if either Sam or Nick wins and he, he's blocked from having a chance at the division, he would clinch a playoff spot with the win. Should the Buff Boys rise up again as they did last week and upset Judge Judy? Curtis would need both Daniel and Melfi to lose to get into the playoffs. So we're going to stick him at a 62.5% chance of the playoffs. The same as Nick, but worth noting that Nick has twice the chance at claiming the division because of the head-to-head tiebreaker. And then finally, we go to Daniel, who is in the most uphill battle of all the teams. He clinches the Marino with a win and losses from both Nick and Curtis. So because he needs the extra match to go his way, just like Curtis, we're putting him at 12.5% chance to make the playoffs. Whether he takes the division or not, Daniel needs the win this week to make the playoffs full stop. Whereas Curtis and Nick and Sam have a little bit of leeway to lose, Daniel doesn't have that. He's, if he loses, he's not winning the tiebreaker against anybody to sneak in at 6-8. and eight. Should he win, however... He's more or less guaranteed a playoff spot because he'd obviously have a points lead on Sam and one of Nick or Melfi is going to lose and stay at six wins. So he's at a 50% chance to make the playoffs. Pretty simple for Daniel. You win and you're in. You win, you get some help. Maybe you win the division two and get the bye. Of course, it got to be noted that with the Daniel-Sam matchup, uh, this does feature the two managers that got into a heated argument in the early portion of the season with Daniel claiming that he was a blue blood and to not be labeled one was an insult. Whereas Sam thought the club was a little more exclusive and that Daniel wouldn't apply to it. So really here's your chance, Daniel, you beat Sam, you claim the division, you're a blue blood and Sam's not Sam knocks you out. You could be quiet about that blue blood talk. Bobby, no, 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 no